Hey everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Welcome to At His Feet podcast episode number 26. Today I have my friend, um, not a longtime friend, but uh, more of a recent friend, Annabeth Walden with me. We recently met at a ladies conference that I wasn't even supposed to be at, but God just does all things well and he's aligned it so that my family and I could be there. And I got to meet her and her mom and they were just awesome and um, true Christians, and definitely Southern Bells, and uh, (laughs) she said yes, ma'am, to me every time I talked to her, and I thought it was so funny, but it was sweet, and so they are really just the real deal, you know, sometimes what you see, or what you think of, you think you know about someone, right, Um, from social media, or things like that, you really don't know until you meet someone, and I was just so um, delighted to meet her and to see that she was the real deal. When we met, though, oh, Annabeth, will you just inter- just say hello and introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Annabeth <laughs> Walden. I'm so, so, so honored to be here today. I'm super excited. And I'm going to say yes, ma'am, probably a thousand more times in this <laughs> <Okay>. podcast. <so. laughs> we stayed in Texas, too. Uh, but, okay, so when we met at the conference... We were talking, uh, we both did like a split session and Mm -hmm. the morning of our session, you confided in me that God gave you, you know, a word and you were going to talk about the theme of the conference was created, right? Right. So, uh, you were going to talk about created to be refined. Yes, ma'am. And, um, then on the airplane on the way there, (laughs) the whole thing was just like flipped over completely. (laughs) Yes. God just took it away. He was like, no, that was really good, but I don't want that today. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, well, you know, that's what you're going through, but uh there's something before that, before you can talk about it. It was just, it was a whole thing. I was mega thankful, but it made me mega nervous. (laughs) Yeah, to be have been prepared and then God flips the switch. Oh my goodness. God does that to my husband all the time. He'll be like, (laughs) about to get up to the pulpit, he'll probably not want me to share this, but he'll be like, I don't know. Like before service, I'm not allowed to say, Babe, what are you preaching today? Because it makes him more nervous because sometimes he's yeah studying and God changes it or God's like I'm going to make you wait a little bit. <laughs> yes, I know. It's like one of those, you know what? I'm going to drop a word in your spirit while you're walking up the steps, you know, that kind of yes. thing. <laughs> I think it just teaches us to trust him. You know, oh, it just oh, it reminds us, hey, he's in control. Exactly. Know? And I'm so thankful he is because <laughs> I would be honest about it. Quite as good, huh? No, ma'am. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, God changed it, and you talked about, you ended up talking about to the girls, relationship, it said created for relationship, Yes, right? ma'am, created for relationship. And so, in that, though, um, it just came back to me a few weeks later, and I thought, I need to get her on the podcast to talk about that. Um, a few other things, too. Uh, you are really involved in your home church and different things, and I want to talk about that, too, but okay. when... When that came back to me, I just knew, I thought, you know, to, to talk about something like that, like the refining process is not easy. And I know we'll talk about it, but you had to have lived it. 
Right. And so that's why I wanted you to come on. And so it reminded me, and we've been back and forth a little bit. But I'm excited that you're on today. Thank you. And, thank um, you. Thank you. I just, I want you to kind of introduce yourself and you maybe talk about how you grew up or your interests, literally whatever you want to talk about. I just want you to let the listener get to know you a little bit. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, once again, thank you so much for having me. I'm literally so honored. I love your podcast. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, so I'm 22 years old. I'll be 23 in April. Um, I don't feel like I should be that old because sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm definitely still seven. And then other times I'm like, you know what? No, I'm probably about 96 considering I go to bed <laughs> like nine 30 every night. So, um, I just, you know, that's kind of me. Um, I love to read. I'm one of those people. I love animals, um, oceanography, things like that. That's just kind of the random bit of things that I love. Um, but more than anything, you know, I absolutely love um, my my lifestyle, you know, being in this apostolic heritage. Uh, my parents raised me in it. Um, I've been a pastor's daughter for 14 years now. And my goodness, sometimes it feels like an eternity and other times it feels like it's only been a year and a half, you know. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, every everything that comes with being a pastor's kid, the good, the bad and the ugly, i I would not trade it for a thing because, you know, it all, it all comes back around full circle when you see somebody get baptized, when you see somebody receive the Holy Ghost, when you watch the life come back into their face, when they realize that, you know, somebody died for them and cares for them and wants them and loves them. It's just, it makes it all worthwhile, you know? Um, so I am a pastor's kid. I love it. And um, we actually started out as evangelists not just, you know, like Globe or anything like that, but, you know, a lot of places that my dad, um, that he knew, you know, different pastors and things like that. We evangelized and I loved it. It was fun to me when I was little because I loved traveling. But then one day my dad was just like, hey, you know, I feel the call to pastor. We're going to move and we're going to do this thing. And at first I was like, okay, you know, like, let's do it. I'm fine. But I never really went through the, oh my gosh, this is the worst phase, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I loved the move. I loved, you know, meeting new people and, you know, building our church from the ground up. Like, it wasn't easy, but it was so worth it, you know? What other things do I love? What other things are there about me? Um, oh, I'm a dental assistant. That's a, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. um, I went to, so I graduated from public high school. Um, which was insane. Um, but I graduated from public high school. I went straight to Indiana Bible College after that. Um, I was there for a year. It was an amazing year. I absolutely loved it. I'm so thankful for everything I learned. Um, but God called me home. I came home and went to Athens Tech for a little bit, got some core classes done, transferred to dental school and became a surgical dental assistant. <laughs> so here I am today. i mean profession kind of profession and career kind of came out of nowhere for me um, yeah. but I really did love it and you know just a little side note you can be in ministry and have a career you can do yes. both you know and I, I feel like that's if that's something that I could say you know to younger girls and stuff like that girls that are in high school even those that are in college right now you can have both. I don't know. Is there anything else I need to say no, about myself? That's good. <laughs> no, that's good. You can have both. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's a balancing act. And I'm yes, sure you had to adjust oh, here and there. Fair. But um, 
you can do both. It's 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 about what you want to do, what your priorities are, and yes, all ma'am, that. Um, for sure. I uh, you talk about your church. You know, you yes, said ma'am. something about your church and that your dad pastors. I think it's awesome, even just in when we met in Odessa, that you you and your mom y'all mentioned y'all's church a lot, and the love that y'all have. For y'all's city and for y'all's people is just so evident. Can you maybe share something recent that God's up to um, and kind of tell your involvement, some of your involvement um, at your church? Okay, yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I'm i a little biased and um, I think <laughs> that Restoration Apostolic Church is the greatest, but you know, I think that everybody should be biased to their own church. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. I love our people, you know, and something that I can definitely say that, that God has been doing and has always done, um, you know, because of my parents' vision is there has always been such a a unity in our church and in our people. And mm-hmm. I can't even describe how thankful I am for that because, because of that unity is the reason why we have been able to have revival the way that we've had right. revival and the way that we've been able to reach people. And, you know, I mean, legitimately being in one mind and one accord, you know, and just watching God do his thing. Absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, every, it feels like, you know, because obviously everybody went through 2020 and we don't have to talk about it. We're just going to let that chapter be closed. (laughs) Yes. But I feel like there was such an urgency that was birthed during that year into our church and it has done nothing but grow every single person. I mean, families, individuals, us as a youth group, as a hyphen group, as, you know, even like our, our older saints and everything, everybody has just grown by leaps and bounds, you know, and then when 2021 came around, everybody was just like, all right, you know, (laughs) like we're ready to go. Like, let's do this thing. Like, let's, let's just make it happen. And, you know, our theme for our church this year, um, is all in. And I mean, that's, that's what it's been. And I have watched people, you know, take everything and sacrifice everything and do everything that they can to make sure that there is an atmosphere for God to come and move. And that's what I'm so thankful for because, because of that, we have seen people, you know, receive the Holy Ghost, get baptized, get full revelation of the oneness of the Godhead, be delivered from all kinds of things, you know, and seen families put back together, seen lives put back together. And, you know, it's, it's something that never gets old. You know, like it yeah, just, it, it doesn't. Hurt. If you love, if you're genuine, you love it. It doesn't get old. Exactly. Like I don't care if I see nine people get delivered from the same thing. You know, nine services in a row. I'm gonna right. be just as excited as I was the first time by the ninth time. You know, and I absolutely love that. But we have a lot going on at REC right now. We've got all kinds of stuff with our, um, you know, construction of our building, and you know, making sure that our children's ministry is growing. We have a big kids service this Sunday that I'm excited about. But I guess you could say like my heart and everything is in our like preteen age girls, like preteen to young teen. That's, that's my, my go-to, my heart, my absolute, you know, burden, passion, drive right there. Right, you're kind of like your focus. You do a lot of other right. things. 
you oh, seeing yes, and, and being a pastor's daughter, I'm sure yes. you were involved yes. in <laughs> every moving part. Yes, this ma'am. I have day. all the hats, all of them, you know, and I got, yeah. I totally forgot that is something I'm else I'm involved in. I'm, I'm involved in the music ministry and the youth and hyphen ministry as well. Um, and I've been so thankful to be under my mom with music ministry and my brother with youth with youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I'm so thankful for their leadership for sure. But yeah, those girls, that's my focus. Those, those girls have my heart. <laughs> so you teach you and a friend, right? Don't you? Yes, ma'am. My best Sunday friend, Brittany Price. Yes, ma'am. She is, we, we joke around with the girls all the time because the way that we sit in classes, I sit on the right side. She sits on the left side and legitimately we joke about who's the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain you know <laughs> we we make the you know and I once again I'm biased but I feel like Brittany and I make one of the most awesome teams for something like this because we like are the only thing that each other had to depend on you know when we were in that age group it was like okay yeah. you're going through this I'm going through this and you know you have your awesome moms but at the same time it's like you don't want to talk to mom about everything, you know, it was, it was that kind of thing. And so her and I, we learned a lot of hard, hard things together, you know? And so when I came back from Bible college, I had a burden for that age group. And, um, I asked Brittany one day, I was like, listen, I was like, I think that you have something to offer and bring to the table with this. I want you to help me. And man, it's just, it has taken off from that point. And Brittany is just, she's my, my better half. Let's just put it that way <laughs> for sure. Yeah. She's my best friend, but, um, you know, she, and she brings an excellent perspective of all of this as well, because she was not born into the church, but she is yeah. one of my like utmost highest examples because yeah. she has done this thing through and through because she's like, there's no better life to live, you know? And yeah. she amazes me, but, um, our girls sure. are the 12 to 15 range. And so there is a decent mix of emotions and hormones and everything (laughs) else, life trials and phases and boys and heartbreaks. And, you know, I feel like God wants me to pray, but I also kind of go want to go watch TV, you know, like it's just, (laughs) it is the learning zone for sure. (laughs) It's such an awesome age though, but it's so cool that you both in working together, you both have like, you can help whoever's in your glass, right? Because yes, ma'am. you've grown up in this and you've learned to love this for yes, yourself. Ma'am. And right. then she learned to love it for herself, but yeah, a little bit later and after yes, some ma'am. heartache. And yes, ma'am. So, um, you know, with your love for, for young girls, you've had different opportunities to speak to that age group. That's, that's how we met. And Odessa, you were doing that, um, basically the youth. Uh, session and I know some hyphens like snuck in because <laughs> yes, they wanted to hear you so bad. Oh, so sweet! <laughs> an awesome job, but uh, you know, being you said twenty two. You said 22? yes, ma'am, twenty two. Okay. <laughs> so being twenty two, you're not that far removed, you know. I mean, from there, I guess they're where they're at, yeah, right where yes, they're at, ma'am. right where they're living. Um, and I think that's what's made you so successful in reaching them is. You can still remember and you can share some things you learned the hard way. Um, I do have some listeners in that age group and I wanted to ask you to share something with them that you wish you had known when you were in that age group. Oh man, you know, 
somebody asked me not too long ago, they were like, you know, what, what would you say to somebody your age? Like, what, what would you tell me right now? And I was mm-hmm. just like, man, if I really had to think about it, a lot of the, the things, the issues that I had was because I said, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in it, you know, and like I, I'm living this pretty good, you know, and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm not exactly on mom and dad's coattail or pastor's coattail or anything like that, you know, but I, it took me longer than I personally feel like it should have for me to say, this is my walk. This is my relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I want girls to know everywhere that one you can start at any point. It does not matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you were born in it or not. You can start your relationship at any point. Start over clean slate with God because that's just how good he is. And he will accept you at any age, at any point of life, he will accept you. And I'm so thankful for that. But to to the younger ones and to even the ones that maybe even might be in that 17 to 19 range, it's time to get it for yourself. It's time to do this for yourself. You are not too young to be used. You are not too young to to be used in intercession. You're not. You you have such a call and God made us emotional for a reason. You know, that, that emotion will draw you into such a place of prayer and sensitivity and discernment in the spirit. And just, just go for it. You know, like my, that's my advice is don't feel like you have to be a certain age to be used and to be called and to be chosen. Like you were chosen in the womb. He wants to use you as soon as you decide, Hey, this is my life and I'm going to live it for him. You know, he, he wants to use you at that point. And so, I mean, I guess that would be what I would tell people is start now. Don't wait. Don't wait until you're 22, 23. Don't wait till you go to Bible college. You know, don't wait until somebody asks you to do something on the platform or teach kids ministry. Yeah. Start it in your bedroom, at home, on your knees, talking to your God and building a relationship with Him. Build your relationship. That's what That's I good. Also, That's- don't bank on trends, clothing trends. They change. <laughs> Just don't, don't get caught up in those. <laughs> a little bit of practical just, advice. Too. Just, a, just a little bit of, you know, like, okay, let's, let's say you get on Facebook and you look back 10 years later and you just want to cry because somebody let you go in public looking like that, you know? <laughs> don't be embarrassed regardless because we make some bad goodness. <laughs> and listen, we all make clothing choices that we're like, why did I do that? I'm 22. And just last week I was like, who let me wear that? Like what? in the world, you know, so you'll, you'll do that throughout life. Don't be too hard on yourself. Okay. Just, just don't, it'll be fine. And I guess along with don't be too hard on yourself, this goes back to kind of a spiritual side, be willing to show yourself some understanding and show yourself some grace and some forgiveness because you're going to mess up in life. And Jesus doesn't have a hard time forgiving us. We have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Right. And you know, I, I, that yeah no that add that to that we want to be able to forgive ourselves as well we need to learn that if he forgives us then we can forgive ourselves and stop bringing it up because the lord's like chill i already forgave you you know yeah. like you you're you're upset about this and you're bitter over this and you're hurting over this because you won't let it go you know he's already cast it behind his back and 
you know, a lot of times we tend to hold on to things and, you know, let stuff that happened nine years ago, keep us up till three in the morning and, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so learn, learn now to show yourself some, some grace, some understanding and some forgiveness because I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. And, you know, your mom actually, when we were at that conference in Odessa, your mom said something um, during her session. She did incredible. She was oh, so awesome. I'm her number She's one so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> She's great. Well, she said, she said, if you can't forgive and forget, forgive every time you remember. I'm sure you've heard that a lot. Girl. <laughs> she you says that to me things. nine times a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we do these things and we mess up and we say, God, forgive me, you know, and, yep. and he does. And yeah. And we probably forget about it for a little bit, and then it kind of gets brought back up again, and you're like, so yep. if you can't forgive and forget, just <laughs> forgive every time every you time you Every time it comes back up, every time you're reminded of it, yeah, go again, you know. Yes, ma'am. That's so good. Well, um, I want to talk about the real deal today. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about it. So far, it's so good. But um, that refining, I know you have endured it. Uh, it's not the last time you will go through it. That is like the story of the last little bit of my life. <laughs> yes, um, ma'am. It's just part of living for God. Oh, yeah. You know, that refining brings value. And uh, yes, so I am going to shut my mouth and listen to <laughs> you and learn from you because I think oh, you have goodness. a lot of wisdom. And I know you're 22, you. but you have a lot <laughs> to say. I know you're the real deal. And I want to hear your heart on this. And where did it come from? Uh, what have you been through that? taught you this and what have you learned all of it just spill your guts (laughs) okay spill spill in my guts well yes I'm gonna try to spill my guts in some kind of orderly fashion no it'll make a full circle eventually I promise um but I mean I guess something that that caught me with you know the refining process is one day I was praying and I was just, you know, God, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. And, you know, I, I want to be able to to show love like you do. Use me, you know, as your hands, as your feet, you know, use me as a mouthpiece, God. Like I, I just want to be like you. And I mean, I get to the point where I pray that like excessively. And honestly, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that our ultimate goal is to be like him and to, to show him daily. Um, but while I was praying that, I just, the word alignment actually kept coming to my mind. And I was like, okay, alignment, God, align me with your word, align me with, with what you want me to do. Make me, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman, make me a true Christian, you know, started praying alignment, align me with your word every day. Um, I started praying for alignment and I mean, refinement came into play in a very big way because I, you know, that it was almost like a be careful what you wish for kind of situation because I said, God, I want to be your walking word. I want to be your walking love on this earth. I want to be the physical vessel of your love and of who you are. And I want people to see you every single day through me. And so he said, okay, cool. Sounds good. I'm glad you want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But you have got to go through some stuff first. It costs before. Oh, man, it costs a lot. But before I even start any of this, just know that the process is worth it. Every bit of it is worth it. And know this as well. 
being refined is not being punished. You're, you're not in trouble if you were being refined. God is not saying, you know, boom, lightning ball on you in your life. And let me just stir up your nest and flip all this stuff over. He's not doing that because he's mad at you. He's doing it because that is the best way to be purified is to have your nest messed up and to be put in the fire and be purified, you know, and that's something that I have learned. (laughs) Also, don't get comfortable because if you get comfortable, the Lord is going to say, well, let's just stir this up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, which is, is something that you will get used to in your life. You know, you'll, you'll get used to God saying, all right, let's, let's mix it up. Let's stir it up. So anyway, um, being refined is something that um, I was like, okay, cool. We we can be refined. Let's do that. Let's, all right, Lord, let's make it happen. And then I was like, just kidding. Please don't. This hurts. You know, yeah. like why, why are these people leaving me? Why is this being taken away from me? Why do I feel like I can't right. connect with anyone? Why am I so by myself? Why am I so overwhelmed with loneliness? God, I didn't even know I could deal with depression on this level. What even right. is this level of anxiety right now? You know, it it just brought on so many things and it was because I was not recognizing that the reason why the refinement hurts so bad is because my relationship with him was slightly off. Same thing that I thought was really, really cool um, that I read somewhere was, you know, talking about your relationship with God and it ended up, you know, pulling forth, you know, the whole refinement thing. But You know, when we are anywhere in our life, it is so critically necessary to know who God is. And if we don't embrace who God is truly, then we can fall into depression, bitterness, and sin all following, you know, hardships and trials that we just face, you know, and we can lose our hope and our direction and, you know, even our faith if we don't know Him in all of his fullness and goodness and faithfulness. You know, we, we have to recognize that all things really do work together for the good of those that love him, you know? So when we are being tried, it's because he loves us. And when we are facing things, it's going to work out for the good. So that's right. There is kind of what flipped around. Like you, you mentioned earlier is, um, you know, the, the message that I was going to, to speak at the highly favored conference was created to be refined. I got on the airplane and I was like, you know what? I got two and a half hours to make sure that I know my stuff, you know? And so I pulled out my notebook, started going through everything. And when I say the Holy ghost hit me so hard on that airplane and I, and I obviously, you know, the Holy Ghost will hit you sometimes and it's just like, you know, you know, you need to pray about this. You need to use discernment right now. You need to be aware of what's happening. But I mean, it was like a very personal, like the Lord was just right there in the seat next to me kind of situation. And he just spoke to me and he was like, how can I refine you if you don't know me? And I was just like, okay, well, now that I'm crying on this airplane full of people, you know, and I'm, I'm recognizing like, okay, like he, I, where, where am I with him? How do I know him? You know, like where, what in the world, you know, like, God, I thought that I knew you so well. Like I thought I was in this place and, you know, it, it started to dawn on me, you know, maybe these younger girls, like, yeah, they're going through stuff right now, but how can they properly get through it if they don't, 
properly know him and know who he really is, you know? And so that was something that kind of full circle came back around with that. But, um, you know, the, the actual definition of, you know, being refined is a painful process of purification. And I said, wow, how accurate, um, (laughs) you know, because it's just like, man, that makes so much sense, you know, like it, it, because being refined makes you uncomfortable. It's, you know, instances where you're like, okay, you know, I have to make a choice right now. Like, am I going to go here? Am I going to go there? Am I going to say this? Am I not going to say this? Am I going to hold my peace? Is my flesh going to overtake me in this moment? You know, Mm -hmm. I see refining, obviously there's the big, big life trials, but your everyday little choices slowly chip away to your very pure soul it it just moves away that flesh bit by bit you know and in making choices not to gossip not to backbite not to to say something hurtful not to listen to that not to watch that it's it's smaller but it's a big 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 picture you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and yeah because that's where we really live you know I mean the big moments are they're important but they pass so quickly exactly Every day is where the change happens. Yes. And the thing is, is that the everyday, you know, chiseling away of certain things is ultimately shows how you're going to handle that big situation, you know? And so that's, that's something that's, that's kind of always been with me. So, you know, oftentimes it is in the everyday choices that we're faced with is, is really where we figure out, okay, you know, Am I being refined or am I letting my flesh overtake me right now? Like, you know, am I really letting myself be aligned, you know, with the word of God? Um, You know, and there are obviously so many examples in the Bible, but I'm going to share three of my favorites um, that just stick out to me, you know, with with being refined and everything. Um, Job, the man went through it. Okay. (laughs) Like, and yet the thing is, is you can look back to, you know, what I said earlier about, he trusted God in his fullness and in his goodness. And Job knew like God is still good. Even though all mm-hmm. of this is happening, God is still good. And, you know, it, uh, Job said, when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold, you know, right. like even saying like, okay, this is insane. This is happening right now. I do not get it, but I know good and well that God loves me enough to not leave me right here in the fire for the rest of my life. I will come out of this eventually, and I will come out as gold. Um, And then Paul, he's, I I love Paul, um, but when he says, you know, think it not strange, the fiery trial that is set before you, you know, like, right don't, don't think it's weird. Don't be like, Oh, why is this happening? You know, just take it for what it is. It is a trial. It is a purification session. You know, it it is something that is refining you and turning you into the ultimate amazing person that you can be. Yes. You are going to fall and stumble the rest of your life. I hate to tell you, you'll never be perfect. You, you right. just, there's always going to be something, you know, that, that you, you will fall, you know, at some point during every day, you will trip up, you will think something, you will, you know, say something. But the thing is, is that is why we have grace. That is why we have forgiveness, but take those moments as, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm yeah. going to be better. I'm going to use that God. I'm so sorry that I did that. Use it and help me to learn from it, you know? And that's another thing about being refined is, your your trial and your struggle and your refinement is only in vain if you let it turn into bitterness. 
And the thing is, is if you don't learn from it and if you don't use it as a testimony later to help somebody, then it was all for nothing. It was literally just an uncomfortable season for you. You know, God lets us go through things so that we can use it to help somebody else. You know, it's not just a personal testimony. You know, we're supposed to, you know, be somebody that says by the word of our testimony, I'm an overcomer and let me help you, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I'm very, I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> if, yeah. if you got a testimony, use it, you know, hiding in a way it sure. You don't have to put your business everywhere. You don't have to plaster it on social media, yeah. but eventually you will come to a point with somebody that is going through something similar and you can help them. And yeah. And that one-on-one <laughs> and yes, and if yes. it is messy and if it is ugly, uh, hello, that's me. You know, yeah, yeah. You can share it one on one, and there will be those moments where yes. God says, "Okay, this is how you share it." You know, that's I used right. to in sharing my testimony, I would think like, "I can't just get up in front of the whole church and just." I mean, how do you do that? You know, and know. and you think that's how you do it, yeah. but it's not. It's, it's yeah. the one on one, letting yes. God use those little moments. Yes, exactly, and to help you someone know, else. God is He's such a gentleman as well. You know, yeah. and He's. He's not going to force you, force you to be uncomfortable. He, he's going to let you know, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to say. And you have the yeah. choice to say it, but please choose to say it. Please choose to yeah. share something with somebody, you know, and he, he will be with you in those moments. If, if it is a God thing for him to have you share that with somebody, he's going to be right there with you. He's going to be like, okay, share this part. Don't share this part. Be aware of how you're saying that, you know, he's, he is ever present and he is legitimately going to let you know how to handle things. So that's kind of another small, (laughs) engine. um, but yeah. Okay. So I love Job. I love Paul. They're amazing. Um, amazing examples, obviously. Um, but something also, um, that I think that people need to realize is that, even the things that literally make up our eternal home, that make up heaven, are actually refined and purified to make up where we are going. So, you know, yeah. if anybody knows anything about any type of, you know, like science type stuff, it is that, like, okay, one tiny grain of sand gets into a clam's mouth years of pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure and being tossed all over the ocean and literally ending up, you know, starting in this ocean, going to the next, you know, years of craziness creates this beautiful, perfect pearl, gates of pearl in heaven, refined. What created the gates were refined. And then you can look at walls of Jasper. Jasper is created through extreme, extreme heats and, you know, fire and processing and molding and doing and chipping away. And then eventually it becomes this beautiful, gorgeous, just thing, you know, that you can make into something, you know, whatever you want it to be. And the Lord chose walls for heaven, streets of gold. I know that we always think that gold is just, and and gold is pretty, it's a pretty color, you know, and it's shiny and, you know, we're girls, we like shiny stuff, you know, gold is pretty, but gold in its purest form is like glass. It's, it's see-through, you know, and when it has been purified by fire, that it's, 
that's when it is in its purest form, you know, when it has been set in the fire to create something completely different. And I think that's absolutely amazing. You know, Topaz, Sapphire, um, uh, Amethyst, Amethyst. I think that's what it is. Um, no somebody, somebody help me. Somebody help me. Oh, well, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have my Bible right in front of me, but it's, you know, another one of the, the materials that makes up heaven. Everything that legitimately creates the eternal kingdom that we are going to live in and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in forever was created by being refined. And it's yeah. put into its purest form to be in heaven, you know, and that's, that's something that I just thought was so amazing because it's like, man, if you look at just us, you know, here on earth, it's like, wow, okay, we go through so much and we just do, there's no way around it. Sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's us doing the most to ourselves. You know, sometimes we think it's the devil. Sometimes it's really not, you know, sometimes it's just life. It's us, you know, possibly fighting conviction us, you know, trying to ignore something God is getting us to do, you know, but we go through these things that just hurt sometimes, but it's so worth it because if you allow yourself to be refined, you will become your best self. Yeah. And and that's something I'm thankful for. You know, sometimes you feel like you're your worst self because your attitude might come out a little bit while you're in that (laughs) process. But well, refining brings out impurities. Exactly. Exactly. That's how we get about. That's how God gets about. He reveals them. Things that we don't even know are there. Yeah. And, you know, that's something my mom has mentioned to me before, you know, about like fasting and stuff like that is like you when you fast your issues will come to the surface so fast, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. because you are sacrificing and you are saying, all right, flesh, you know, get thee behind me and, you know, spirit, I want you to be filled up and ready to go. God, I want you to use me, you know, give me discernment, show me what to do, where to go, like all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, all of a sudden we're like, oh, wait a second. I've got this problem and this problem and this problem. I'm a terrible person. I can't stand myself. How do I have friends? You know, like you just get into this, like, just, I don't even know what to call it. Just this rut of, you know, all of your stuff coming to the surface, but it has to be revealed and it has to be brought to the surface so it can be dealt with, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just let the Lord help you deal with it. You know, he Mm -hmm. wants to help you. And that's something that's so great, you know, because we have a God that actually wants to help us. He's not just like, okay, well, here's all of your trials and issues and have fun. You know, like he's like, I want to help you. I want to teach you. I want to lead you and guide you. Learn to trust in me. Learn to lean on me. You know, it's just, it amazes me. It really does. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I think probably the coolest thing you said today is all the things in heaven that have been refined, you know, that have to go through that process. And that's what makes up heaven. And so if we're going to be a part of that, we have to submit to that refining too. We have to. We absolutely and, have to. And when those impurities come up, you know, when God's trying, because, okay, God brings that refining process to mm-hmm. each of us. Right. And when he's trying to get the junk out, when yep. he's exposing deep things in my yep. spirit, I have the choice when it comes up, <laughs> if I'm going to deal with it 
our fabric's going to let it sit there. And I'm just going to say, that's just me. Like, yeah. I am who I am. Um, you know, people say, oh, I'm just yeah. blunt. You know, they say something that's, ugly. You know, oh, I'm don't just Don't get blunt. me started on um, that. <laughs> which is okay to, to be real, but yeah. we don't have to be ugly. But, you know, like, right. when those things come to the surface, when they come to light, we can yeah. say, okay, God, I'm going to surrender and yeah. submit to your refining process yes. because I want to go to heaven and I want to be yeah. right. Oh, exactly. Or I can just let it be there and just say, that's just me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we won't make it with that attitude, you know? Exactly. And you know, it's, and that's the thing, like, okay, you keep saying like, it, it, like what you, what you kept saying, you know, that's just me. Yeah. I don't want that's to That's our culture me. today. Right, <laughs> I don't, right. I don't want to be me without Jesus. Like I, I don't because yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm human like anybody else. And without him, I can be ugly and hateful and rude. And, you know, we have the natural sinful nature of being a human. I don't yeah. want to be the just me I want to be okay this is me and Jesus so like you know Jesus. like, <laughs> like Jesus you know? yes I want just straight up being a Christian being Christ-like that's that's what I want to be I don't want to just say oh that's just me and like oh I, that's just how I am I was born this yeah. way you know all this kind of, I've always yeah. been like that I don't want to always be the same you know I want to be yeah. consistent in some things yes but I don't want to, you know, 10 years down the road still be, you know, a snarky high schooler. You know, yeah, I don't. 17-year-old Annabeth. You don't want to be Exactly. That. No, you don't want to be that person. And nobody else wants you to be that person yeah. <laughs> because they yeah. want to be friends with you. I promise people want to be friends with you, but just be nice. Just let God help you through you, you know, through the things yeah. that are you just let him help you, you know, just let him take those things and make them what they can really be for him. You know, if you have an outgoing personality, be outgoing. If you're shy, be shy, just let God use it, you know, like that kind of thing. So yeah, I, yeah. (laughs) That's good. I have a whole nother topic I could get on for hours. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. No. Everything you shared today was so awesome. Oh, I know it's thank you. so many people. Um, do you have anything that you want to share? I feel like you probably said it all, but if you have anything, any last remark or whatever before we yeah. finish off. Oh, my goodness. I I feel, you know, now that I'm thinking about it while I've been talking, I'm like, did I really even say anything? Um, <laughs> because, you, you know, that's just you how it gets. So much. But, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to listen to this later and be like, wow. You know, I, there's so many things I should have added, but yeah. if I could leave anybody with anything, I would like to say, first of all, um, even though I don't know you and I literally cannot physically see you, I love you. And I want you to know that people want you and people want you in every part of your life. If you are going through it, if you are, you know, in a mean part of your life right now, if you are in, you know, a rude part of your life, if you're in sadness, if you're in depression, anything like that, people still want you and you still matter. Be refined and let God do his thing, you know, and I would also want people to know that um, even though I don't know you and I love you, you know, if people can hate for no reason, I can love for no reason. And, you know, I want people to know that there is so much more for them than they can even see right now. You know, if you, I saw a quote the other day that said, if you knew the person that God wanted you to be, you would never settle for being anybody else. 
And I believe that there is such a beautiful, amazing, successful, important, valuable person inside of everybody. I just fully believe that. I believe that there is goodness inside of everyone. And I believe that being refined will help you get to your best self. And, you know, I've been through things. There, there are a lot of things that I could have shared today, but I chose not to um, legitimately because they could be triggers for people. And yeah. the last thing I want to do is do that. But when God is calling you to a season of being refined, it's so much easier to just let it happen than to fight it. And I will tell you to that to from it. 19 million experiences, it's just so much easier easier to yield to it and just accept, okay, God, this is where you want me right now. Let's do it, Lord. I believe that you have a plan for it, you know, and um, if there's anything else, you know, that that I could share with everyone, it's that you're going to be okay. Your, your refining process in the hurt and the pain and the bitterness and the loneliness, depression, everything that you feel right now is is temporary in Jesus name. It's temporary and you are going to come out gold and you're going to be able to help somebody someday. So don't let your pain be in vain. Use it and help someone else. So that's what I would say. (laughs) So good. Thank you so much for being on here today. Thank Thank you for carving out the time and for being willing to share your heart. I enjoyed it and I learned a lot from you and uh, I'll take this with me and think on it for days to come. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you you so so much much. for having me on. Isn't that so good? Man, I hope that you enjoyed my interview with Annabeth Walden as much as I did. I have thought... Uh, I'm, I'm here a couple days later recording the end of this, and I have thought on some of the things that she shared just over and over the last few days. I mean, the stuff about heaven, that's awesome. <laughs> There's so much. She, uh, she just shared so much, and I hope that you were able to take it to heart and are choosing to lean in to that refining process if you're in the middle of it, opposed to backing away from it or refusing it because... It's necessary. And my favorite thing about that, she shared that uh, from Job chapter 23. She talked about how, you know, Job says that when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And I just want to share this real quick. Before that verse, a little, um, just a few verses before in the chapter, Job's like, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is my favorite chapter in Job because I have been there and I have lived this in that chapter he says, Job says, basically, he's like, I'm looking in front of me. I don't see God. I look on the left. I look on the right. I know that he's at work, but I don't, I don't see him. I don't feel him. I look behind me and he's not there. So he's looking around. He's in the middle of the biggest storm, the biggest refining moment, right? Of his life. And he could choose to wallow in self-pity, which he already has. If you've read it, you know, but then he says this, He says, but he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So Job knew what maybe some of us don't and what we really have to grasp is that if you're in the refining process, if you're really going through it right now, maybe you look around and you don't see God and you don't feel him and you're wondering, God, why am I in the middle of this? I charge you to follow after Job and recognize that it is for your good. I know. How can you see the good 
in a storm? How can you see the good in tragedy? But there is, and it's there. And how he said, when he's tried me, I shall come forth as gold. After the trying, after the impurities are out, after you've been in that refining process, that heat, that hurts, and it's uncomfortable, and you want to get out of it more than anything, there is value added to your life because of it. I challenge you to look for the value that's coming in your trial today. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.